Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Lieboff, and joining me, as always, is my friend and professional better. You know him on Gambling Twitter, So Money Sports, and So Money. We're down to four teams in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We started with 16. We're down to four. I think you can say two. We have two surprises and two teams that most people would say. Not that they expected Tampa Bay to be here, but aren't surprised uh, that the Lightning are one of the last four teams, um, but they did have a, a really tough path. Let's go over those four teams real quick. Colorado are the Stanley Cup favorites. They were the Stanley Cup favorites on opening night. They were around plus 475, plus 500 when the season started, down down to plus 120. The uh, Tampa Bay Lightning are the second choice at plus 220, and then the Rangers and Oilers are both plus 550 at the moment. We'll start with that Oilers Avalanche series. Edmonton wins the Battle of Alberta in five games. Colorado dispatches St. Louis in six games. Uh, and now find themselves as minus 250 favorites to advance to the Western Conference Finals over the Oilers, who are plus 200 on the series line. The money line for game one, which will be at 8 p.m. Eastern time. All these games, I believe, will uh, be East, uh, the night games will be Eastern time, starts at 8 p.m. The Oilers, though, they're plus 155 for game one. Avalanche minus 185 at home. The over-under already at seven. Uh, an interesting matchup from a couple different perspectives, but I want to start with the goaltending, which is a couple of weeks ago, if you said that Mike Smith would be the A side in a matchup against the Avalanche of Darcy Kemper, <laughs> you'd probably be called crazy, but that's what we're yeah. looking at. Like Smith, Smith actually gives Colorado a little bit of an advantage in a, in a matchup against Kemper who didn't really cover himself with glory uh, in that blue series. Yeah. I mean, Mike, Mike Smith, if you, uh, if you asked me like just a few, few months ago, like I, like me and him never got along, but I mean, he's a, uh, you really got to give him credit, right? Like he is, he's not an elite goaltender, but the guy's a fighter. He's going to have games where just, just, just bad, terrible games. We saw in game one in the Calgary series, just bad, terrible goals. He'll give up within a game. We saw game one in the LA series, right? So, but his numbers were not bad. In that Calgary series, even though he gets a he, he gets a bad rap for like the amount of goals he gives up and all the all the nonsense he does, like with like everything he does. I mean, he battled back, he gave the Oilers a chance to win that series, and he outplayed Jacob Markstrom. Now, with that, there there's a lot to be said about Markstrom's health, and we speculated on his fatigue. He clearly wasn't hundred percent. But now he's going up against Kemper. We've talked about Kemper where he's a he's a streaky goalie. Who's to say that he doesn't go on a downswing here, which gives the Oilers an edge in goal, right? So, I mean, yeah, like he, he gives them enough of a chance to hang in there in this series. And, of course, when you're, when you're dealing with a, a disparity between two teams like we're dealing with here, Edmonton and Colorado, you, you need to win the goal. It's a requirement for the underdog to win the goaltending battle, um, which is why I wanted to start with that. Uh, Cause I think, okay, if, if we both agree Edmonton can win that goaltending battle, then we look at the rest of the uh, matchup here. And 
I do think the odds, the, the odds look, they're close to being, you know, I think you could probably call them fair. Colorado really hasn't done anything besides Kemper's a little wobble here. Hasn't really done anything to show uh, that the market should be down on them at all. But let's remember that this Oilers team under Jay Woodcroft went 26, nine and three, I believe in his, his 38 games, whatever the record was, they played at 119 point pace and the Colorado avalanche ended the regular season with 119 points. And that's not me saying that these two teams are peers. Like they're not, we know Colorado's better, but when you look at the long-term form of this Oilers team, a team that you have been riding basically since the Woodcroft move, yeah. and even, even a little before that, like the gap just isn't as wide as I think the odds are implying. And that's why I think paying, you know, getting plus 155 or plus 200, if you want to bet the series line is, is a good enough price to find out just, you know, what this goaltending matchup could spit out. Yeah. And I would, I would completely agree with that too. And like, also like, we know what we're going to get out of McDavid and Dreisaitl. We know what we're going to get out of McKinnon and Landeskog and the top line. But then you start going down the rosters, right? You, If you were to look at these two teams, you would say automatically that Colorado has more depth on the forwards. They can roll their lines better um, in terms of getting production. But you look at what Hyman did last series. You look at what our, um, Nugent Hopkins did last series, right? So if Edmonton is getting that secondary support, they'll be right there. Um, of course, Colorado has the advantage of uh, Kill McCarr. I mean, it's just a weapon, like not only secondary scoring, but production from from the from the back end. So I think that it's not a great matchup for Edmonton. But if you look at the odds, I don't I agree with you in the sense that there should not be this much of a gap in terms of the odds for this series. Yeah, I think uh, I'll, I'll be playing the Oilers series price. I'll be playing uh, the Oilers plus 155. And if you were to ask me to pick a team uh, out of the four for a Stanley Cup bet, if you're, all your futures like mine are dead in the water, I think the Oilers would be my pick at, at 550. You know, it's just not not in, in my blood to get mixed up with uh, plus 120 or plus 220 uh, on Colorado or Tampa Bay. All right, let's move on to Tampa Bay and the Rangers. This series will start on Wednesday night. Full credit to the Rangers for their game seven win and their series victory over the Hurricanes. It's it's funny that we talk about playoff series and how anything can happen in, in, a, in a best of seven sample. However, like you kind of know what the script has to be for the Rangers to win. And we, we said that before the Penguin series, we said it. And it was basically, they know they're going to lose the five on five battle. They know they're, they're going to lose this, the scoring chance bot battle. The ice will be tilted towards the Rangers zone for large chunks of the series, but it just won't matter if they get, if they have a wide enough gap in the goaltending battle, which was Shesterkin versus Domingue for the most part and do well in special teams. Rangers did that. It was enough to win in a game seven. And then you look at the hurricane series and we said the same thing. Hurricanes are the better team. They're better at five on five. They're going to have the ice tilted uh, towards Igor. But if he outplays Antiranta by the margin that you need when you're talking about Igor Shesterkin versus a backup goaltender and the Rangers get the special teams performances that they got in round one, well, the Rangers will have a chance. And that's exactly kind of how to play it out, right? Like Carolina didn't dominate at five on five as much as I thought. And a lot of people thought they would, but it didn't really matter because the Rangers just made up for it in other areas of the game, which they can do basically better uh, than any team in, in the NHL. They are totally fine. Totally, totally fine with you throwing 44 shots on Igor Shesterkin a night 
as long as you take three or four penalties and allow them to, to get the power play goals. That said, and, and I want to be careful saying this because we said it after the Penguin series, and now we're going to say it again, like they are stepping up in class. They're taking on a better goaltender than Louis Domingue. They're taking on a better goaltender than Antti Ranta in the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are minus 175 to win the series despite not having home ice advantage. The Rangers plus 150, the game one line, Tampa, a slight favorite, minus 120 on the road. Wednesday night, the Rangers, even money, underdog, the over under five and a half. This series isn't going to play out, I don't think, like we saw with Carolina and Pittsburgh. We're talking about teams that do really, really well at five on five, but they just don't have the fringe areas, the, the, the 25% of the game that's played at special teams, that's played, that, that gets dominated by the goaltending matchup. They just won't be able to match Shesterkin and the Rangers special teams. The Lightning should on paper, right? Andre Vasilevsky, Igor Shesterkin, best two goalies in the league. Rangers power play, dynamic. Lightning power play, dynamic. That said, like, if you flip that script, you say to the the Lightning, oh, well, they always will have the edge and goal. They will always have the edge on special teams. And now those edges are, are negated. So in a weird way, like this matchup suits the Rangers better than what they saw in the first two series, which they won, even though the Lightning, I think, are, are much better and in a different class compared to Carolina and Pittsburgh. This is a really tough series for me because, like usual, I'll always start with the goaltending. That's where I kind of feel where my biggest edge in hockey is. So um, I'll always start at the goaltending. Um, you nailed it. Tampa Bay has always had the edge in goaltending. They don't have that big of an edge right now, right? So I don't want to say that the goaltending is even because Vasilevsky is better. But if you look at the current form of both the goaltenders, there's not much between them right now. So then Tampa Bay, one thing that I like about Tampa Bay in this series is that they can be resilient in the sense that if they need to adjust their game to kind of play an open game, they're able to. Um, They can also play the sandpaper game as well, which I kind of felt that Carolina wasn't able to get there. And we know that Pittsburgh wasn't going to be there at all, right? So that's the only area in this series right now where I can see a definitive Tampa Bay edge. You can talk about experience and all that, but it's the ability to kind of change your game where I would give Tampa Bay an edge. And of course, we don't know about Braden Point. It's actually kind of looking like he's not going to play this whole series, which is, of course, a big loss for them. So, um, yeah, like I'm I'm a little bit torn here. I think that clearly Tampa Bay should be the favorite, um, even though they're on the road. But I think that the line right now is fair. This is going to be one of those series where I kind of want to feel it out a couple of games. Um, that being said, if like Tampa Bay gets steamed in like the first game, I'm probably not going to have any choice but to bet on the Rangers. Ideally, I would just want to kind of feel it out, just like um, how the players feel out the first couple of minutes of series. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
Yeah, and we we talked about this before the Florida series, and I think it bears repeating again. Tampa does have a history of of um, you know downloading information using Game One to download information on their opponent for series, uh, even going back to two playoff runs ago. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't a surprise to see them, e- even if it, even if they won, just to like kind of sit back and and let the other team kind of show them how, how they wanted to play, and that's led to some not so great history in Game One. Uh, you can go back to last year's uh, Eastern Conference Final against the Islanders. They got sh- uh, basically shut out. They scored a, a late goal down two nothing. Then against the Leafs, they no showed the, this Florida series. Though they they did win in the sweep. One thing I think that's interesting to bring up again is that, and I, I brought this up before the Florida series is one one way I think you can target the Lightning is if they lose Game One, then you can probably buy back on them as a, right. at a, at a pretty good price on the series line. And and then maybe even game two, if, if there's an overreaction because of that, like you said, that resiliency and, and you, you saw it with the hurricanes and the penguins, you, you touched on it, right. When, when things started to go wrong for those two teams in games, it, it was, it was, you know, panic time. It was there. They were, they were toast. It was, I mean, shocking for the, for the hurricanes, honestly, that they, I don't think, you know, they, they came back once in the entire series and that was in game one when they went down one, nothing in the early in the game, but just kind of stayed there and, and one two one in overtime. But aside from that, they just were incredibly soft against the Rangers. And I think a lot of, you're going to hear a lot about the Rangers too, is that they've gone up, they've played 14 games in this postseason, and they've played one starting goalie. Um, yeah. And that's Tristan Jari in game seven against the Penguins. And that was his first game in a month because he had a broke, he was playing and he was playing on a broken foot. Uh, they've played Antti Ranta, Pyotr Kochekov, Casey DeSmith, Louis Domingue, and Tristan Jari to get on uh, this run. Obviously, Andre Vasilevsky is a big step up against uh, for, for this team and likely won't cost the Lightning any games like we saw Antti Ranta and Louis Domingue do in game sixes, in back-to-back game sixes against the Rangers. However, I think a lot of people, the point I was trying to make is a lot of people are going to bring that up. Oh, look, look the, the how the Rangers got here. You know, they caught, they've caught a lot of kind of off the ice, weird breaks to get here, but that just doesn't matter when you're looking at this series, right? Like it doesn't matter that the Rangers played Antti Ranta and Piotr Kochekov last series. And it doesn't matter that they played Louis Domingue the series before that. What matters now is looking ahead. They're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning and Andre Vesilevsky. So I think for game one, I'm, I'm, I like the price on Tampa. I think minus 120 is fine. We, we spoke about Carolina being a, the better team compared to the Rangers. And then at home, it, the, the price was basically a coin flip. The Hurricanes were closing between, you know, throughout the series, minus 105 and minus 115 when they're on the road. So if you're telling me that this Tampa price is minus 120, which it is right now, it could move, obviously. Uh, I like Tampa at that price because I think that they are uh, a couple classes above Carolina, especially when Auntie Ranta is, uh, was the starter for, for the, the way those games were lined. So I'm leaning towards Tampa Bay for game one. I don't have anything for the series price that looks about right. Um, what about you? Yeah, I was just laughing when you were mentioning about the um, uh, about the 14 games with, with the goaltenders because like, that just goes to show like what we've always been talking about, right? Like playoffs are not about the better team winning, right? Like matchups and breaks. So it's not the Rangers' fault. Like you... You win the games, you play the games, and you win what you're what you're supposed to do. So um, they're just getting those breaks, and sometimes that just happens, and that's playoff hockey. That's just the way it is. Um, in terms of game one, I think that Tampa Bay might be a little short. I'm not sure yet. I'll have to um, – there's uh, quite a bit of things I need to look at in this series. Um, 
in the other series, of course, um, you always want to lean over in um, in Edmonton, Colorado game, but that total is already at seven, right? So like, where else do you want that to go? It's already been adjusted to the seven. So I don't see anything there on the total. I can possibly join you on Edmonton if we see some Colorado money. Um, but right now, at this moment, I don't have much on um, on uh, either game. I mean, for me, my, my favorite bet is Edmonton. If you were asked me to pick them out of the four possible sides in, in game one, I like the Oilers. Like I said, I don't think the gap between these two teams is all that wide. I also like the Oilers from this standpoint, right? If game one, I think I'll be betting them every game. So even if they lose game one, I think, especially you know if they got blown out, and that the market overreacts to a blowout or, or you know, maybe a Mike Smith down game. Uh, I'll be right back in on the Oilers as so long as, you know, there aren't injuries, but we'll talk about that in our next episode. Anything for you before we go, any futures you, you're looking at, whether it's Conn Smythe, Stanley cup, anything of, of the sort before we sign off and get ready for these two games. So what I like doing at, at this point is that um, I'm good in my futures portfolio right now. I'm in a good position, but if you don't have any any horses in, in the running now, you look at a team like Colorado. So, if you think Colorado's going to Colorado's going to win the Stanley Cup, that price on the cup, um, you you mentioned this earlier. It's it's not okay to play Colorado right now to win the cup. It's just it's just not. It's not okay to play Tampa Bay to win the cup right now. So what you could do is. Um, if you can isolate who you think is going to win the con smite instead, right? So like for if Tampa Bay wins the cup, chances are Vasilevsky is winning the con smite, right? If um, Colorado wins the cup, it could get a little bit tricky there. But I think that if you think Colorado is going to win the cup, then Kale McCarr would be the guy that you want to target for the con smite. So um, I think that those two teams obviously are the favorites but you shouldn't bet them to win the cup right now. So I think targeting those two um, Conn Smythe markets would be the way to go. Uh, there was one name on the Conn Smythe market. I agree with you, right? Like, I think it's it's very, very likely that if Tampa Bay wins, it's Vasilevsky. But I was looking at their Conn Smythe odds after they clinched. And there was one name, uh, and you might laugh at this, but there was one name on the list that I thought was interesting. He's tied for the team lean at goals right now. He plays on the power play and with point out, he's been getting time on the second line. And he's got a very um, notable reputation among media. The media loves him. And as we talk about when we talk about these awards, it's the media who votes on it. He's also got a reputation for being very clutch in the playoffs. Uh, He was in the Stanley Cup final for the third year now in a row. That's Corey Perry. Uh, He's 66 to one. Very unlikely to win the Smythe, But he's, like I said, tied for the team lead with with Ross Colton, of all people, in goal scored. And with him... With point out, he should still get a, a, a lot of time on the power play, could p- be playing on that second line every now and then as they, they rotate uh, guys in and out to to kind of figure out the right mix uh, with, with point out. And he's got the storyline. You know, he's veteran player at the end of his career, chasing another cup for, for Tampa Bay, and he is a media darling. They love him. So if he does on the off chance, like I said, off, off chance that he continues to score at this pace, then I could see him being in the mix. Like if he finishes these, the Stanley cup in that, like kind of Ruslan Fedotenko range of like 12 goals or 13 goals, which like I said, unlikely, but if it happens, I think there's going to, he's going to get votes. So if there, if, if I had to pick a long shot, it would be Perry. But like I said, it is a long shot. Uh, on that note, we'll wrap this episode of line change. We will be back with you after the game ones, uh, so that would be on Thursday morning. But until then, uh, we will shoot 
the best of luck with your bets on Tuesday and Wednesday.